but she made up something about Independence Day. Go ahead and finish telling your story. What about Independence Day? Hopefully, not a spoiler alert. Hopefully, you watch Independence Day. It's like 30 years old now. Come on, 1994 is Independence Day, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're about to go up in space, and he's about to get the cigars. He's like, oh, damn, you, you can't really get the cigars. You're going to mess the whole and thing that, up before we even get started. And, and, and I'm just trying to listen to the music. Our yes. intro music. And then I look at the computer, the laptop, because I'm on my phone. Look at the laptop, and all I see is five, four, three, two, we one. We count down. We're live, oh, pal. We are live. It is Sunday. We are fresh off the road. We were outside this weekend. We being Rhodesia and I just got home from Detroit at 20 minutes ago. Legit 20 minutes ago. As soon as we got here, sat down. We recording this pod. It is Sunday. You guys know we are now two a week. Shout out to all of you that have listened to us going through the once a week. And now we are twice a week. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, we had a, a eventful weekend. Hit Detroit. Drake's uh, concert was in Detroit this past weekend. So we went back home. You guys all know the three of us are from Detroit. Went back home to go see that. That was our first concert, hell, since 2019, four years, which is the yeah. longest I have gone without seeing live music and being in a concert since I was an adult. Or probably like late, 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 late teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, but had a hell of a time. Left early this morning, drive back to do the podcast. Ishan, what's up, brother? How are you? What's going on? Good concert. Amazing. Well, we took Matt, little Matt. We call him little, but he's actually he'll be sixteen in August, mm-hmm. uh, so he's not Big little at all man. anymore. Uh, this was his first concert. Drake is like one of his goats. So he had a, that was like the reason, I, I I love Drake. I think Drake is one of the top tier artists in the game. But this concert for me was like, I want to take Matt. So it's cool that he likes the same type of music we like. You know, we aren't the people that's like, you know, shouldn't be here because, you know, you're 60 years old at a rap concert. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm going to be the 60 year old. At the rap concert, I am sure. Well, maybe not this type of rap. Y'all rap nowadays. If you are like under <laughs> like the age of 20, 21, your music sucks. It, it ain't, it ain't many do good that. artists ain't out doing that to them. right now. Ain't doing that to them. It ain't many ain't good artists out. And if the soundboard was working, I hit you guys with a shotgun. Sound gun, I guess the, the, the soundboard is like, it's Sunday. I don't want to work. I'm taking a day of rest. Yes, so it looks like it. we ain't getting no sound effects on this episode. But I know Rhodesia loved it. Matt was all about it. He lost his mind in a good way. So, like, I, I just felt super whole and awesome to see him. Uh, I, I thought he was going to pass out him, at one point. I kind of haven't told him, like, my true feelings on the show because he's in that stage right now, which is awesome. Like, everything Dad says, like, it's kind of what it is. And I don't want to change his perception of the show for him. But the show was good. It was their third very, show. It was very of the good. tour. Um, you could tell that there were some audio issues. Now, go real quick, just to go back. Like, I am a concert goer. Like, if, if there's any, I've seen everybody that I've ever wanted to see, but Michael Jackson, and that's only because you know he died back in 2009 or whenever it was. But any concert that has come, I've I've probably seen that person live. So I know about the. 
awesome, fun energy when a, a tour first starts because it's the first couple shows. I also know about the technical glitches that can happen on the first couple shows. And we got some of the technical glitches. Drake's mic wasn't tuned properly. Um, the music was much louder than his vocals were. That was a little bit of an issue. 21 Savage came out. He sounded perfect. His timing was perfect. His cadence was good. Drake's timing was off too. So I don't know if his in-ears were, were just a little off. Um, so there was a little bit of a glitchiness there. But in terms of the production, pretty special. Pretty special. Like the 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 staging, the props that he had. I thought it was a spoiler alert if you guys are going to see, you may want to fast forward like 30 seconds if you guys plan on seeing a Drake if he comes to your area. Um, I thought it was a hologram of him. It wasn't a hologram. I guess it was a real live kid, but they did like a deep fake where his face looked just like Drake. And it that looked incredible. That was how the show started. And I was like, oh, this is about to be ridiculous. He's about to show himself as like a little kid up to like, you know, a teenager up to like adult. And it like the the boy came back for another part of the concert, but the story didn't go anywhere. Like I thought it was gonna be like a whole story that the, the tour is called. Um, damn, I forgot now already. Yeah, but I, I thought it was gonna be like a storyline through the the whole show and it and it it kind of wasn't it was a little bit all over the place but the the concert was was really good really really good I've seen Drake every single time in concert every single time he's been on tour uh I think this was probably one of the lower efforts though from him and not mm. effort from like what he's doing just in terms of he had a lot of ideas you could tell like mm. he didn't mail it in. You could tell he had a ton of ideas, but the way the show felt, and Rodriguez and I hadn't even talked about the show, it felt like it was, I'm throwing all my ideas against the wall, we're going to make it work, and we'll kind of figure out where it fits, and it feels like, mm. all right, show three, we still don't know kind of where it fits. Well, I guess it's fitting to the name of the concert tour, is cause it's all a blur tour. So there you go. There you go. It's all a blur. <laughs> So I, I thought he was going to go from timeline, like his first album. Yeah. But his set list was really, really good. Like if you are a, a legit Drake fan, not just like his hits on the radio, you would love it. You're going to absolutely love this show. But there was just a couple of things I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. Cool thing was, though, where our seats were, we had fantastic seats. Uh, Drake came out through the crowd to start the show. Then 21 Savage came out through the car, through the crowd, like John Moxley style, Shield style. Mm-hmm. And he came down and uh, him and Matt like dapped it up when 21 like passed him, which was super cool to see that too. Cause Matt loves 21 Savage. And that's when so, he almost all the way passed out. Yep. Yeah. All in all, it was a, a great time. And we'll be of course right back in Detroit in what, four weeks, the three of us mm-hmm. for, for SummerSlam. Uh, so that was enough about our weekend. Ishan tells about us, man. We know you just came off your birthday. Anything special, anything going on that you want to tell us about before we get into the wrestling stuff? Hey, real quick, you know, I love hearing those father-son bonding moments and fine moments. Those are awesome, right? Like, I don't know how you felt about the. Oh, I listened to what you felt about the actual concert, but I, I, I imagine the actual moment you had with your son at his first concert with Drake was amazing. So I love hearing that. Um, but I don't got nothing to top that, man. Let's just let's just keep rolling, man. Let's keep- <laughs> no, what about? Hold on, no, wait. You gotta talk to us about the jazz music, the J- El Generico jazz music you were playing on the fourth. That's right. Last five, you talked about you was having a Fourth of July party. You said you had some jazz music. You said it was generic. You had Bigfoot during the podcast going through your woods with the kids. We need an update. Is is the house still standing? 
Was the jazz music a hit? Give it to us. Oh, so let me tell you how the... See, that's why I said we're going to keep on going. Because the, the jazz is only me and my father-in-law that actually enjoyed it. <laughs> Everybody else was inside taking a nap. The kids is downstairs playing or on the iPad. So then once I went inside, I took a, a shower because I, I, I stinked. I smelled of the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Came back downstairs. There was no chair for Big Daddy. So like, it's, oh, I, like it was like, how many of us? It's probably it's six kids. I don't know how many adults, but it was like a hundred people over here. Came mm-hmm. downstairs, no chair. So I'm like, okay, I'll just wait for somebody to get up. Come back downstairs 20 minutes later, all the food gone. All, the kids just <laughs> inhaled all Ooh. the food. So I, I, I sat outside cooking, listening to my awesome generic jazz music with my father-in-law, just to come downstairs with a scoop of mashed potatoes, uh, a spoonful of mac and cheese, and two drumsticks. So yeah. See, that well, and, that's the, and, that, and that's the respect we don't get as men a lot of times. Rodizia, you do an incredible job of taking care of me. So this is, is excluding you and not throwing Katrina under the bus. But this is what happens a lot of times. It's held at our home. We running around doing things, cooking, whatever that case may be. And then people just forget, like, oh, let's make sure that he's taken care of. Let's make sure that there's a plate to his side. So when he does get a chance to sit down and relax, he can eat like the best of us. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Well, I don't appreciate it. As a griller myself, though, I always hide my food. Sorry. I always hide it. As soon as something comes off and I like how it looks, I wrap that son of a bitch up and put it in the microwave. Or put it on top, like, put it on top, of, put the it on top of the microwave. Or top of the refrigerator, which I can't reach, <laughs> and I forget about it until the end of the night. <laughs> Let me add that to my roadie notes. That's a good yeah, idea. There it is. You go. There you go. And then you will never be disappointed. All right. Disappointment. So we were able to watch everything. So we're caught up. We, we were yes. caught up. Like I was, I was pretty meticulous in. All right, look, if we're gonna go do the concert, we still got to make sure that we are in line for the pod, et cetera, et cetera. So we were able to watch everything. Got a chance to really digest it. Let's start with SmackDown, which was this past Friday night. Uh, the trial. This I'm gonna just throw it to you guys. Tell me your thoughts on the trial. So we saw it started the show, which I was like, damn, they're starting the show with this. Thirty six minutes later. It's over. They run it back toward the end of the show. We basically have a lot. I'm sure everybody has seen the trial, so we don't have to, of course, go and deep dive it from that perspective. But looks like uh, we are indeed getting Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. He officially challenged him one-on-one, he said. Yep. So that's where we are. So what would you guys think about the actual trial itself? Trial itself, I thought, was still kind of all over the place. But at the end of the show, when they brought it back and Jay came out and did that, like I'm the judge, the jury, and the executioner, then it brought it full circle. So to me, if I was watching the show and I didn't see the end of SmackDown, which that probably would never have happened, but and I didn't see it, then I'm like, oh, what was that trial about? It kind of just left me kind of wondering what's up now. But it wrapped it up fully. So for me, trial, two thumbs up. Um he did the all he being Roman did the ultimate manipulation to the highest level talking about you got my daughter back there seeing her daddy like this and all his bad moments he pulled from like the the deepest he brought the kids involved into it I'm like come on Roman you are such a manipulator had a point though until he he gave him that low blow but I'm just like Roman damn (laughs) you are a manipulator 
you on one end you want to say like you piece of shit Roman, right? Like, you want to say that, but as every good heel, everything he said has some There's truth, truth to it. in it. Yep, he said yep. you're gonna show all the worst of my moments in that video package. Well, I don't want to be that there. person. I ain't want to do that. And you look at it and say, damn, did he not want to do it? Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to do it. <laughs> Keep it going, Matt. Like, uh, it's, I, I love, I was waiting for you guys to watch this show. And uh, I got that text from Matt. It was like, awesome show, right? So keep keep fire, giving them fire, them fire. raw live uh, results from me, man. No, so um, like for me, when I was watching it, I just kept thinking to myself, like, damn, they keep doing it. And what I mean by they keep doing it is they're not letting us down in this storyline. Mm-hmm. They keep finding ways to make it as important as it needs to be. And then, as we always do, just human nature, about halfway through the trial, I'm like, I kind of made a comment about it a couple weeks ago where I talked about the Usos, going back to the Usos penitentiary, and I'm like, damn, I hope we just don't revert back to what everything was before this incredible storyline. Everything that Roman has done and Heyman has done and the Usos have done, they've elevated everybody that they've been in a feud with. What does the WWE landscape look like when the Bloodline storyline is completely done? Like, this for me is what separates WWE from everything else right now from an entertainment perspective is this one storyline and I, it carries shows it's carrying years right now mm-hmm. like the rest of the storylines could be like in the crapper and we would still be like man but that bloodline is hidden like that hey we here for it I don't think we're rounding the point where if it's a football game is two minutes left two minute warning but I am sure we are closer to the end of the bloodline saga than we are the beginning. And when we get done with this, what's next for WWE? Like, do they have anything right now that we can think of? Because they have to look at this and say, this is probably the best long form storytelling we've ever done. Mm Because I think this is the best long form storytelling in the history of wrestling at this Uh point. So let me ask y'all this, because I'm having, um, faded memories here when john cena left wwe who was around then who who took the brass knucks at that point or was that the whole issue that somebody just had to step up and grab it well it was, it was supposed to be roman remember that was the cena i'm still here because you can't do your job that promo mm-hmm. that was that but i felt that was like a couple years after he had left like a, like a few years after cena left i thought no no okay. no it was cena because if you okay. think about when they tried to kind of pass the baton, that was the rumble where even the Rock got booed, and Philly okay. completely just shit on the finish of Roman winning the rumble. Cena was still around at that point. Damn, you got a good memory. And, shit. Yeah, and then, and then we had we had the Bray Wyatt Cena WrestleMania in New Orleans where it was the Shield match, and then you go after that. So like you know, Cena was no longer in the main event of WrestleManias, but that was kind of like the all right, I'm passing the baton to you. And it kind of just got stuck. And we enjoyed him for what he was in terms of the big dog. Yeah. But the vocal minority did not. And and there you go. But what? just just looking at it, I'm just like, man, they got it. They have to be thinking now or somebody should be thinking, OK, what's next? Even the, even if next is 2024, say this is somehow going to be mapped all the way through 20 or I'm sorry, 2025. Say this is mapped all the way through 2024. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the finale of this story maybe takes place next year at WrestleMania or maybe even go SummerSlam next year. Mm-hmm. What's next? Is it Cody? Can, can, can we somehow replicate 
the long form storyline, nothing about bloodline. So take bloodline out of it. Take tribal chief. I'm talking about, is there a way for us to see something like this after the bloodline story? Well, I know that from what I've heard and read and listened to, 35 is kind of when you are in your prime as a wrestler. You've had years and probably a decade of wrestling experience as far as in the ring, and you're more confident in yourself. But Cody Rhodes is older than Roman Reigns. So I would imagine Cody could be, and because he is number two in wrestling right now over um, under Roman Reigns, is he young enough to be able to carry the company after Roman? Steps away. Cody ain't that old, though. Cody's, what, 40? You think 42, 40, 42, something like that? No. That's his, his wife is. He's uh probably closer to 38, 39. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought Cody was 40-ish, and then Roman's 38. Well, I think, I think I think the company's definitely... Age. Yeah, he's 38. Who? Well, um, Cody? Yeah, I, I think in terms of, hey... Whose company is this? I think Cody can be that guy. He's shown over the last year that he's definitely a top face. Mm -hmm. But in terms of just long form story, I think that's something for them to kind of think about. Like, all right, what's next after this? Because this is this is fantastic. Did either one of you think there was a chance that Roman was sincere? Absolutely. When he took the the knee. Absolutely. He put the lay on Jay. I didn't think he was sincere until he put the lay on Jay. And I was like, oh, hold on a second. Because I I look at that as kind of like. All right, he's serious. Yeah, and then the when low. Did, but when he took the knee, I knew I was like, no, he's hitting it with a low blow. See, when I okay, all I'm saying is I my brain completely went to like five months, six months, a year from now when he took his layoff and put it on to Jay's. I kind of actually did, wasn't even present in that moment anymore because I'm like, oh my god, Jay's the new tribal chief. So what does this mean now? What does this mean for his storyline with Jimmy? Or what does Solo do? Does Solo automatically get in line? Does Rikishi come out right now and acknowledge him? I'm like, I told you, did I tell you Kishi wasn't showing up? I haven't checked Twitter. I bet Kishi is in his own universe right now. Like, e, have you checked Twitter? Like, did he give it? Did he give it up Saturday night or Friday about what happened? You know, I don't follow Kish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had already went to a whole nother level. Next thing I know, I'm like, whoa, Rhodesia, come on. Step back into reality. And then that's when he was down on his knees. And he even got a tear to come out. He sure is did. an absolute manipulator. God, dog. God, he has a he has a future in, in acting. I'll tell you that much for damn sure. I, was there I had, any, was I had there no point? idea. No, I, I knew something was coming. I'm like, what? He is really milking this. What is? Where is he going with all this? Right? Like, oh, he went so far as to make him the new tribal chief. You know, gave this man the 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 necklace. Oh, and then I saw the tear. I'm like, oh lord, how did he get that tear to come out? I'm like, right? Like, good lord. He's like these carriers that come to my store. I'm like, oh shit. This this man. I'm like this man is good. Like I just I didn't know where it was going the whole time, and that's why I felt it was so great. I didn't know where it was going, and that's how I feel about this entire storyline. You kind of have an idea, but you don't. You didn't expect it to happen. You didn't expect the the implosion to happen as soon as this happened, right? Because I'm thinking maybe, maybe after SummerSlam, maybe heading to WrestleMania. I'm not sure when, but I didn't expect them to kind of implode so quickly. I right. didn't expect him to drop on the knee so quickly. I didn't expect him <laughs> to take off that off the tribal chief necklace and hand it to Jay. I didn't know where it was going. And then when Jay put the arm on his shoulder, I'm like, oh man, this is some good stuff. And then boom, nut shot. Oh my lord, guys, I gotta tell you. 
we talked about it maybe a couple shows back. I'm not sure sure where when, but we said uh, where does this storyline rank in all of wrestling, all the times? And I don't think we got we were ready to rank it, but I think damn it, we got to say it. this is number one easily. Like now, ain't nothing ever been this yeah. good. No, because since not for then, so long. Since then, we've had. Um, I think we may have even talked about that before Mania, didn't we? I think that I think was so. kind of maybe that conversation. So since yeah. then, you had Solo help Roman. You've had the Usos lose the belts, and then Roman put them to the side again. Like, y'all ain't did nothing. Like, y'all not doing nothing, even though they helped him win, keep his title at Mania. Then you had the Usos turn on him. And that's the good thing about this storyline. If you were just to summarize every single time they've interacted, one sentence, you just put it all on paper. Okay, say say just say we went back all the way to Royal Rumble, and the sentence is Sammy turns on Bloodline. That's it. <laughs> then you go uh, to this past Friday, and you just say um, Roman stays head of the table. Okay, or Tribal Chief. You look at it, you say, "All right, this is kind of cool. All right, cool." But it's it's how they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 Rumble piece was in half an hour. Mm. of work after the match is over. This was, like I said, 36 minutes. In the beginning and of the show, paper, five And on paper, it's so simple. It's, mm-hmm. hey, Roman's going to act like he's bowing down, but then he doesn't. Okay, cool. But how do we get there? That's the part that is just so incredible. It's the how we get there consistently, and they continue to do an incredible job with it. At the end, of course, uh, Jimmy's in the hospital. He gets laid out by Solo. They beat the hell out of him. Jay comes back, gets his get back, and Woo, Solo, did he with his little brother ass. That, that, that I mean, to he be, told his brother that. That had to have up. been, hey, man, hey. Them chair shots, dude. You know what we got to do out there, right? Yeah, I know what we got to do. All right. <laughs> just, Seriously. Just know, because, yeah, yeah, he went to town on him. Man, he hey, got but, a little brother before, beat down. Before y'all get go that far, we didn't, we didn't talk about Solo picking up the, the necklace mm. and staring at it, right? Get a little and bit of extra what, drama I, there. Yeah, I thought for a second yep, it was going right. to be that fatal four-way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Planting that seed, right? So, like, it's just so many ebbs and flows. And then, you know, they had to tie up Jay in those ropes and make him watch his twin mm. brother get that tail tap. Like, right? They made him, they, they had, like, Solo's there to turn his head so to make sure he can keep, look, right? Then he, he, then he pulls his eyelids open a little bit. Hey, make sure you watch, right? Don't close your eyes. Watch this, man. It was, it was, it was deep. And then, you know, at the end, yeah, Jay gave his little brother that ass whooping he had yeah. always been needing. You're right. Yep. Solo, you acting mm-hmm. out of line. You getting out of cuff. Mm-hmm. Let Brick Brother show you how we do this. It's nice. And the crowd was there like- for Solo, too. When when Solo picked up the lay, crowd started, started chanting Solo. And that's with Solo giving his side of, hey, I'm with Roman. And Roman getting a, a ton of heat right now. It's, it's like just this little small details. Even the way Roman said, New York, acknowledge me. Completely different when he was getting cheers. It was more mm-hmm. of that hillish, nasty, dry, disdain type tone in his voice. There, we we talk about it all the time, and like I, I continue to say, if this storyline is not doing it for you, I don't know what you will be looking for in wrestling entertainment because they are checking every single box. One thing when you mentioned about attention to detail and just the small details, once Roman had low blow Jay, 
the way Jimmy reacted on site, he effed up Roman. And just that that little extra intensity, I felt that. I felt that. I'm like, yeah, you just love up my brother. Oh, I'm about to jump you. And he stumped him out. I mean, it's just like those kind of things that all everybody involved in the bloodline is believable. Everything about it, they would do it with passion. Again, it is their bloodline. It's literally their family. But it's just, this is the best thing on TV. I rival this bloodline storyline to my favorite TV shows. How about that? With five seasons worth of 24, a fringe. Oh, no, it's not better than fringe. But I'm saying, that's just how much this bloodline, my lifetime is important to me. Sorry, Yishan. Go ahead. Where do you guys think Rock would have fit in all this? You you guys are still... Going back in history, do you still want a Rock Roman match? Do you think yeah. it fit into all of this? I do because we, but regardless, we knew the Rock wasn't coming back to beat Roman. At what so point? So we knew that at Mania, I mean, that match oh, only happened okay, at okay. Yeah, yeah. But okay. we knew it. We knew it wasn't. We weren't anybody. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't clamoring for the Rock to come back to dethrone Roman Reigns. No, for me, it was that I am now the top guy in the entire family. Because at the end of the day, it's still until until Rock, Rock does something, he has correct. to do something. Yep, Rock is still the number one guy in real life and <laughs> in storyline in that family. So yeah. for me, yeah, because we would, I think we would already been past that. Like we would have checked that off, and it would have done what it needed to do at that time. And actually, I think it would have added even more to his delusion of who I am. And what I mean to this entire family. He'd Roman started talking about ancestors and Oh yeah, he said the ancestors. He said the ancestors. <laughs> I was like, damn. All right, Roman, I hear you. But no, I loved it. I, th- I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Overall, the show I thought was really good. I said it uh, a little bit ago. I can now put it to bed. I told you guys I was worried about Grayson. Mm. All my worries gone. Mm. It is gone. You combine what he did John with Cena, Cena, them putting him in that position, and then you double back with Edge, and he fits and went like he doesn't bat an eye during the Grayson Waller effect. He shows up and shows out in that match. You guys yeah. know I don't like when uh, we debut and we lose. I look at that one a little bit differently. One because it's Edge, it's a Hall of Famer, uh, but two because Edge picked that mic up at the end and said, "You swam." Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, damn, the that, that was rough. Yep. Something so super simple, but it's gonna go such a long way. Not enough to turn Grayson face, right? It wasn't a handshake thing or the hug thing or anything like that, but it was just something so simple of Grayson continually saying that match. Swink or swim, huh? Swink or swim, huh? I'm I'm swimming. I'm swimming. He loses, so you think like, damn, he sunk. So then for Edge just to give him that little bit of pat of like, you swim tonight and just walk yeah. off. I was like, damn, that's 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 good. That that is good shit. I told you not to worry about Grayson. He checks all the boxes. And he checks all the boxes for... He checks all the boxes on the checklist of Vince McMahon. And that's what's important, right? Um, Killed through that match. And and there's a couple of storyline aspects in that match I'll enjoy. Uh, I think it was uh, Edge that gave Grayson a splash with a crossbody. And then Grayson kicked out. Yep. And then, you know, Edge, as soon as he sat up, he looked over his shoulder like, wow, this kid's still going? Right, so you can still you can see he started earning his respect as the match went on. Yeah, Grace is going to do well. And that, and we'll talk about Collision. I thought Collision was really strong again Saturday night. 
well, I'll ask a question about Collision, but the same thing happened a couple times on Collision, which you just said, E, the storytelling of the facials. And that happened a couple times in the tag match, happened a few times in the main event with Punk and Joe, where they're telling the story with their facials and their body expressions. And it's not just through through the moves. Move, 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 go, 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 100 miles an hour. Love that. Uh, it was a quick segment, but... I thought the women maximized their time better than any women's segment I've seen in a long time. I thought they told a fantastic story with just physicality. With Asuka coming out and about to start her promo, Bianca cuts her off, Charlotte cuts her off, EO and Bailey cut them off. Insane. Hey, 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 Matt, pause. Yeah. Bro, did you talk to me about this? How does hell, how does... How does Charlotte run to the ring in the pumps? I don't see how. How, does, how okay. do you win? How do you women do case this? Of, case in point, she was hauling exhibit ass. A. Exhibit A last night, your auntie was out there jumping up in a mosh pit. Well, I wasn't in a mosh pit, but jumping up on five inch heels last night because that's what we do. Told you, we superheroes with our heels on. That's how we get down. I'm like, this is impressive, but continue, Matt. <laughs> no, it was, it was just, I, I loved how it was so quick and you got everything you needed, and now it's time to move on to the next segment. You yeah. know, like where AJ and Karrion, and Karrion already got a victory over AJ, that segment kind of felt like a either, hey, we're, we're really short on time, so we just need to get in, get out, and move on, where the women's segment felt like, damn, that's how you tell a really awesome story and I don't know how long it was, 90 seconds, two minutes? I was going to say was. like three minutes, but I don't know. But you got everything you needed from it. Yeah. You got everything you needed from it. And then Bianca cut another promo um, backstage only on .com that was awesome. Basically just saying, like, I'm over it. Y'all not cutting the line no more. I'm taking I'm taking on Oscar next week. And, like, y'all going to see what's up. Uh, she made a comment this week that she does not want to turn heel because of all the work she does outside of Oh, okay. kind of like Cena would make a wish you know I think she brought up like the Wrestlemania entrance I get that I just want her to then to keep this meaner streak mm-hmm. because she's tapped into something that feels extremely she natural even looks different that I think, too I'm yeah, loving it I'm that, loving that, it that I think really can go somewhere somebody on Twitter I forgot who it was made a comment to me because I said something about Bianca and uh, their comment to me was well then who is like Basically, her face. If she's going to be that heel, who's her face? It's not going to be Charlotte. Oscar's a heel. Maybe EO. EO's a face, but that's not going to propel her into being like one of the top women heels. When they when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, you're right." Okay, maybe she can't really be that type of heel that I want because I don't know if they have an adversary for her. Right. Now that's a good point. That's, that's a really really good point. But again, if she could be one of those people, like you said, just just be you with a little bit more edge. And I think that'd be fine because there's nothing that she's done that's been a bad person. Now, of course, it's not her happy-go-lucky self. But no, she's like, no, I earned my rematch. I earned the right to be next. Why is everybody getting ahead of me? All right, I'm tired of being a nice woman. I'm going to show y'all what's up. We haven't seen her wrestle yet, right? Not a full match. I don't remember. Wasn't her last match when she lost the title on TV? Maybe so, because the only times I've seen her, it was like fights. Like, you know, she's coming down yeah. ringside. 
Hence why she couldn't, she had to buy a ticket to be in the front Because row. she's been trying to get a rematch ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. next week is going to be a lot of fun to see how her, her style of, of in-ring is in comparison to what we've seen from her uh, on the main roster. And okay. And we're talking about small details. So Asuka, this is like the Asuka that I didn't even know. I loved as much. You know, I love Asuka. But when Bianca first interrupted her, did you see Asuka's reaction? Like, it was so cool. It was, man, she's already this character of herself where she's super hype, like, don't really care about much other than just being the champion. And she's in her own world. Beats She, you know, danced her own beat of her own drum. And when Bianca came out and cut her off and her reactions, I'm like, yes, that's Asuka. Because one, we know Asuka isn't the best on the mic talking. We know that. She got interrupted as soon as, you know, she started. It was all, whoever produced that segment from top to bottom, I thought it was amazing. That was like probably the best three minutes of the show. Yeah, she seemed angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but angry yeah. in an Oscar way. Like, all right, I'm mad, but let's go. Come on, let's fight. You know what? That's, that's one of the things that I did like, actually, Rhodesia, because I noticed that as well, too. I didn't take a note about it, but I did like that. Those different transitions, right? Because a lot of times people get interrupted. And they just seem perfectly chill and okay with being interrupted. Like, right? Or or they'll no-sell the music. And they'll still talk through the music. You hear the music. You hear the music. Don't, don't still try to finish your sentence. And they, like, just patient, they just patiently wait until the person comes down to say what they have to say. Like, that's one of the things I, I, I actually got very frustrated with WWE in the past with these type of segments. It was like interruption after interruption. Everyone kind of just waited their turn. And then, you know, mm-hmm. like the first person that got interviewed, supposed to be interviewed, right? Let's say Matt comes out with his interview, right? Then I come out and I interview, I mean, I interrupt Matt. Then Rhodesia comes out and interview, uh, interrupts me. And then, you know, little Matt comes out and interrupts me. You know, <laughs> and Matt is just okay with all this happening, right? It's like, so I, I actually did appreciate Oscar, you know, being kind of emotional, like kind of like it's like a tantrum, <laughs> like, like a, yeah. her Oscar tantrum. It was her yeah. Oscar tantrum. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. It was really good, really, really good. Was there anything from the show you guys didn't like? Not that I remember. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm just trying to think I, again. Just Why, probably the whole point was the Carrie and AJ, but again, it was still a solid. Segment. Yeah, no, because that was why they should have skipped cut that. If they couldn't devote time to it, yeah. it felt like it felt like either they went over time in the first two segs, and then they got cut, or that was just the all right, AJ, your your get back tonight. Mm-hmm. It's in and out. Carrying doesn't even get a TV entrance. Hey, yeah, hit your finish. A little bit of physicality with the girls. All right, now we're moving on. That's kind of yeah. what it felt like to me. And if that's the case, I'm a little worried for my boy Carrying. I, t- I talked about that already. Like yeah. if if we didn't walk away. From after this feud about carrying, like, all right, it's like, ah, man. Hey, let's just go ahead and be honest. They ain't got it. Mm. No, one one day on the show, mm. we we mm. did a show mm. months ago, and we kind of went down the list of the H hires. Yeah, and that was ones that that was one of the ones that didn't work. We all hoped that it would, right? I mean, they look good together, but for whatever reason, it ain't working on that main roster. And it's a it's a list of them. We can have a whole show. Of all the people that Triple H brought up, that ain't working. But and I, but I think it's more of they were doomed to begin with. Kind of like how I felt a little bit at the beginning of this show when I didn't have my music to play to get me hyped. I digress. Uh-oh. But when you look at the Viking 
Raiders, who originally debuted as the Viking Experience. Remember, Karrion Cross' first debut was like, what the fuck was that? That was not what I just saw two two weeks ago on on NXT. I think that that was like their omens. Because Matt can't give two shits about Vikings. He did. I think think Cross had a reset. I think he absolutely didn't. But I'm telling you, I think it's still that's that omen. Your first debut, if you could walk away from it, like, what the fuck was that? Of the Triple H hires or bring-ups, I don't really see much progress out of them. For me, you know, I think Matt and I talked about it. I don't, I don't think there's something missing in his matches. I think there's something missing in his promos. I think there's just something missing. And I will hope that he would have found it by now. Um, but maybe that missing something is something he doesn't have and can't, doesn't have access to. Right? So. And they gave him um, Ray. Ray, they gave him Ray Ray, they gave him, or they're giving him AJ Styles, and he still can't get to what I believe. But both of those were really quick feuds, too. Because if you think about wrestling, how we perceive you mm-hmm. is really strictly based on your feuds. Everybody is one bad feud away from looking like shit. Everybody's one good feud away from looking like gold. Think about any time we are excited about a wrestler or we're not. It typically comes back to. Okay, well, have you given them anything? And with Carrion, uh, besides Drew, Carrion has not even had a pay-per-view feud match since he's been Ooh. back on the main roster. That, that speaks to something. That means that you haven't had anything worthy of really telling that story for weeks and weeks and weeks to where we're invested enough to put this match on a PLE. Mm. That could just be it. Or, yeah. to East Point, hey, maybe they're, they're just lacking something that they're missing. I'm not sure. Uh, I saw a lot of hate online. Y'all some haters. A lot of hate online on Friday about Chicago getting Survivor Series. And what I just kept seeing over and over again was, damn, can they go somewhere else? Damn, why does Chicago get all the, 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 the special shows? Damn, do they only know Chicago? And everybody who was speaking like this seemed like they were either from Atlanta, which y'all get y'all shows. They were from New York City, which y'all get y'all shows. Or from other areas where if WWE was to come to you, either your crowd isn't the best or you may not sell out. Thing about Chicago is they know they come here, they're going to sell out. Bigger reason why I think they're coming here, because they were here in 2019 for Survivor Series. AEW runs Thanksgiving week every single year in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, I just think this is a little bit of strategic competition is what yep. I think it is. Absolutely. So, I, but in all fairness, I would be to mad it. too. If I wasn't from here or, you know, if I didn't live out here and I didn't have the opportunity to go to the shows, I would be just as mad too. Like how they get another show, how they get another show. I would feel the same exact way. I'm just on the other yeah, side. I'm going like, to be honest with you guys. Like um, when people ask me where I'm from, I always say Detroit. I don't claim Atlanta. So, I'm sorry. But I will say this, though. I'm going to correct you. We don't get shows out here. We don't get big shows out here. I, uh, I've been out here for, what, five years now? We haven't had any big shows out in this month. Uh, we had Raw. the one day Raw's one show. Raw's a big show. Y'all, y'all got a Raw show coming up in a few weeks. Man, it's your boy Atlanta. gets a Raw show. You know, so I'm talking about give me a Survivor <laughs> Series. Right? Give me a Survivor. Give me a Raw day one. Book. Y'all had day one. Y'all had the first ever day one pay-per-view. Yeah. Y'all went down in history. Mm-hmm. Y'all have Impact. Impact was just there a few weeks ago. Y'all had Mania more and, recent than Detroit. 
And y'all ain't getting no AEW uh, show because last time they showed up for AEW, I think it was only you in the crowd. <laughs> so like, <laughs> hey, you know, they, 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 we, we are getting a Dynamite show in August, but unfortunately I won't be going. I hit up our, our good friend, asked him if he want to go. He takes forever to get back to me. So Brandon, guess what? <laughs> there ain't no more good seats. Big day don't sit in the back, all right? So I'm going to be watching on TV, so I won't be going to that show. But we AEW does come here, but we need some big shows, AEW. Give me the next, you know what? We don't need it. We don't need a show in Chicago and for Thanksgiving. Bring it to the ATL. Bring Too it late. to the ATL. Maybe I'll just go by year. myself. Because I don't have time <laughs> with people to get to, to tell me they want to go to shows. I'm going to go and by can, myself. Hey, just me, drive here, man. You, you, know, you know the address. You put that bad boy in the GPS. Come on at this way. You know we always got a got a ticket for you if you want to go. No, no, no. We need an ATL. Y'all come y'all come here. God dang it. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a text I'm a text Brandon and ask him how it feels to be going to a show with Big Daddy. See how he feels about that. <laughs> well, he ain't going. Hey. We ain't got good seats. <laughs> hey, 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 rumor has it that he got that nickname from some guy in Atlanta. That's kind of crazy. I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think I don't think that's true, but I keep asking him like who says that? He keeps saying the streets call me that. That was just what I heard. I don't know if that's true. Oh or not. God! That I, followed I, I, me I, from the, the the streets of Eight Mile in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, Eminem, Eminem, the only person from Eight Mile. Big Daddy from Eight Mile too. <laughs> Stop. Anything else from uh, SmackDown? Let's talk about Collision. There's some good stuff on Collision, guys. Okay, real quick before we get to Collision, I do want to uh, Mr. Eric on Twitter. He sent us a question a few days ago. I didn't want to wait until Wednesday's pod to get to it. Uh, he asked a really good question, and he asked, he said, hey, family, did anybody like the WWE Thunderdome? Also, do you like WWE doing during the pandemic before the Thunderdome? So I think he's asking, one, do we like the Thunderdome, and then do we enjoy the WWE product during that time? Uh, I'll go first. I'll answer your second question first. Absolutely not. The product I did not like. The Thunderdome... It was what it was because there was nothing else they could do. I didn't like it during the, that time. And then when AEW came and they started going to Daly's Place and they started, they started having, even when they just had the indie wrestlers, uh, and you got a little bit of noise. I thought that trumped the Thunderdome. But what I will say is the Thunderdome was a proof of concept of the storytelling you can do in wrestling when we can hear what is being said in the ring. That is what I think. So if you was asking me like, Hey Matt, was a Thunderdome a net plus or a net positive right now in, you know, 2023, July 9th, I would say, yes, it was a net positive, but no, I, I never enjoyed it to where I was like, man, I really, I'm really happy they're in the Thunderdome right now. That wasn't me. What'd you guys think? Along the same lines. The Thunderdome was what was needed, and I'm so happy that they did do that because then we would have been without wrestling. So for that, I'm going to say that was a, a net positive. Also, I look at that more of on the wrestler side. Like, how hard did it have to be for those wrestlers to take those bumps, to go through those emotions, and imaginate, I don't even know if that's a word, but imaginate in their head, that reaction from the crowd. It's true that when you're in a room full of people, you feel energy, good, bad, and different. They're taking no less hard spots than they would in front of a 
20,000 um, people crowd. That to me just gave me even more respect for those people. Just like with Drew, and Drew's going to always have a special place in my heart. I felt like his championship reign, he had it. So again, he still can go down in the record books as being a champion. But I felt like he missed out on probably one of the most important parts was, again, the live crowd. Now you can also, for those who maybe isn't, I don't know the right word to use, you can also manipulate the storylines and a person's character because there is no live crowd to give you instant reaction on how you feel about somebody. They have more control over their stories. But overall, the Thunderdome was what was needed. I'm happy they did it because we could still see wrestling. And again, it just made me feel even more admiration for those wrestlers who was putting their body in through all that work without that live feedback. Bro, these are about to make somebody cry all the time. I feel like I, don't, I feel like I'm about to get emotional. Like these wrestlers, <laughs> they doing it for us. Hey, pause for they a second. Are. Hey, is it, hey, is Mr. Eric the, the guy who had the uh, SpongeBob gif about Big Daddy? Oh no, yo, you don't know. No, that was Eric. You know Eric. Uh, okay, I was no, no, you I, know I, Eric. I get, the, I get the Eric's mixed up. That was no, you know Eric. That was the funniest gif. I was, I was dying for <laughs> about a good. What the street team. <laughs> See, I don't know this. I'm about to go back and look on the Twitter. I had to show you. That was like the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Um, but um, I echo the same things. However, I mean, it was fine for the time, right? I mean, it's what they can do. And it actually was pretty innovative. Um, kind of, you know, allowed us to kind of interact with the universe, you know, far from away, right? So that was kind of cool. Um, but it did have a couple of highlighted a couple of things about WE, like their overall production, right? We got those faces. We got that storytelling they kind of did with the ring. You know, Roman Reigns and the Jey Uso matches were awesome with the with the mic in, you know, up-close conversations, you know, as the fights are happening. Um, we also got the cinematic matches, and I like those, all right? We don't yeah. see... We don't see very many of them nowadays, right? Because we, we're going to use to see some, some type of a live interaction. But I liked the um, the cinematic matches. Um, I like the mic. So I think they can kind of integrate those things into what we see today. Not all the time, but, you know, on special occasions or a little more often. I think that's nice. But it was what it was for the time. I didn't love it, but it was I loved it at the time. Because that's what we have. Right. I didn't want to see exactly. an empty ass arena. <laughs> right. 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 Um, I remember watching uh, Impact. Right. I was trying to watch Impact. And just empty ass. Oh arena. man, that was bad. Man, yeah. and you could hear the you could hear all the echoes in the oh. arena wherever it was at. It just was it it sounded miserable. It was miserable to watch, right? So the Thunderdome era at least tried to give us some some crowd signs and try to give us some interaction and gave us some high production values. It was pretty good. Question. And again, it's because everything kind of happened at the same time, and we know that the billionaires they talk to each other. But I think the first time I saw TV screens of people were at or was that WWE wrestling? And then I saw it incorporated in basketball and other sports. Do you remember what was first? Having people on screens as the audience? I think maybe I think it was NBA, right? Or no, I think the Tonight Show was first. Uh, on a oh, really, really okay. small scale. Okay, okay. Just okay. like via like Zoom okay. or something. And then of course WWE's gonna do it the biggest and best. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in the in the NBA took it and of course AEW was like, no, nah, we can figure out a way to make some type of real legit people in our, in our spot. Those are, those are some dark times. Shout out yeah. to everybody who made it through the right. coronavirus because uh, thinking about that, like I hope we never have to get back to being isolated like that. Um, kind of sucked. Definitely, definitely sucked for sure. Mm-hmm. It brought out yeah, a lot so, of negative traits in our, in our society too. I, I think in maybe 10 years from now, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see a documentary on that time period, right? It'll so check be interesting. Check this out. There was I was talking to a professor, and they said that the freshmen in college now can't make it through calculus because at the time they were supposed to be taking trigonometry in high school and they didn't learn it in person. So they like are failing at vast rates in college because they didn't get that in-person training or in-person learning versus over on a video. So we're not going to probably even see a lot of these results or lingering effects till 10 or 15 years from now. Mm. Yeah. Cause even to your point about, how much more it hurts. Xavier Woods talked about that and said he's, he, he lists, I think he legit said either him that. or yeah. Kofi. I, I think it was, I think it was X. He's like, mm-hmm. it hurts so much worse. What? The, brain, in the Thunderdome right? in yeah. the PC because yeah, you're not getting any type of adrenaline from yeah. the fans. It's like, man, that's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Before we get to collision, this came out. This may be, I didn't get a chance to really deep dive it, but we're going to talk it. Because I got to ask you guys a question. So even if this is just completely subjective rumor, whatever. CM Punk himself pitched to be the fifth member of the Blackpool Combat Club team against the elite for blood and guts in a couple weeks. According to one source, quote, neither team would want him, end quote. Damn. <laughs> Wait. Let me ask you guys if this is 100% actual, factual, if they are still looking for a fifth member on the BCC team. I think we all know who the fifth member is going to be on Team Elite. Okay, so say if they're looking. Punk says, hey, guys, I'm willing to be involved in that match. And he was turned down by the Elite. Do you guys feel any differently about the CM Punk versus Elite situation? What do, just what does that tell you, if anything? I had a little bit of video problems there, but I think I understand your question that you were getting at. Did you ask if he got turned down, how he should feel? No, not how he feels. How do you guys feel? Does, it, does this change your perception at all on the situation? That he said, hey, I'm down to be involved in this match and they're like no we're good we straight Debbie I would have to really really pull just from what I feel in the moment that tells me that they did not rectify whatever the issue is and that collision is a way to get punks still with AEW but keep them separate because if you can't if no one wants him and we know that that would be good for business if they don't want him in blood and guts as the fifth member, then there's still some deep rooted issues going on there that you can't just say, Hey, you know what? Let bygones be bygones or Hey, let's just put that. Let's respect each other right now for this match and call it a day. And I don't have to see you again. Go back to collision. I mean, that, that tells me that things still have not been rectified at all. And then <laughs> that leads me to then Tony, what are you doing with the company? Like, again, I can't say what I would do if I was Tony and how to, everybody's not going to like each other. We know that already being in management, you know, that people are just not going to like each other. But for me, that just tells me there is still rooted issues, deep rooted issue that has not been resolved. I mean, I feel like we already knew there was issues, right? Cause uh, Punk said he tried to reach out to him 
at some point, right, the elite, and he got call callbacks from lawyers saying, hey, look, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so of course the issues haven't been rectified because, uh, you know, as of as of we know, they haven't had a conversation. Um, and this isn't new. I mean, there's there's been talent that hasn't want to want to work with other talent in the past, and you know, it's either honored or not by the promoters, um, right? We, we haven't seen Shawn Michaels and, and Rock in the ring, much to my dismay. Right, two of my favorite wrestlers never seen a match. Right, Rock does doesn't want to work with them. It happens. Um, it wasn't news for me, but how did you feel, Matt? What, what what about the article really interests you? So, like I said, I still got to deep dive it. I still got to get more information. I just saw it. I was like, okay, we got to talk about this. Two things. So, it's to me, this is an either or. Either the elite, whoever, maybe Kenny is down to rectify and the Bucks aren't. Maybe it's vice versa. Who knows? Doesn't really matter. Think they're childish. CM Punk's the bigger guy. Or they have rectified it. And this is a situation of just, no, we don't want to give that away unannounced. The first time we do anything in a match together, in a promo together, it needs to be for big business. And you could look at if he is a the fifth member on team BCC. You just gave it away. You just threw money out the window. Because I think if you promote it properly, you could run another 30,000 seat arena, 35,000 seat arena stadium. And I think you could sell out with Punk and Omega on top. Or if you want to go the the tried and true Punk and FTR and the elite on top. That's what I was about to ask you then, because however we see this, the first time that they touch hands and lock up, it would have to be a multi-person match, right? Because the elite is more than one person and punk is one person. So, but you just answered that, that it'd probably be an FTR CM Punk against the elite. I, I don't have a problem with this. If he was in the, the fifth member of blood and guts, I do think that's a big enough stage, but I can appreciate that. Cause I think he made a comment last year about, or maybe you mad saying that you didn't want, um, Mercedes to come to AEW and debut in like a tag match. You know, she's big enough to be by herself. So I can appreciate the comments there, but I do think that it could still be big business. It's blood and guts. Blood and guts has like this, it's on this pedestal. So yeah, maybe it's not all out or double or nothing, but it's still a a really big name and it's held to a high standard. And, And I think it shows too that he's willing to do business. And we all have said this. Now, granted, we all... Some, you know, some of us have been in fights. Some of us have not been in fights. Who knows exactly what that fight looked like? Mm-hmm. But the majority of us as fans have said, man, if y'all don't put that shit to the side and figure it out, it wasn't that serious. Nobody got sent to the hospital because of the fight, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. We, we, we've all kind of said that. Uh, hell, didn't Arn Anderson and Sid share a locker room after uh, Sid stabbed him? Or Arn stabbed him? Whoever stabbed who with the scissors? I can't remember the story. But no oh, shit. You know, so we, 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 <laughs> shit out of yeah, so we've Both seen much times. worse. We've seen much worse. Uh, hell, Sean and and Brett got in fights, you know, and then then worked storylines after that. So I mean, we've seen Matt Hardy, hello, and Edge. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's funny how you led with the with the worst right of Sid actually almost stabbing Arn to death. <laughs> hey, 
you right. live. They, they still share <laughs> and, the locker and then, room. And then you work your way down. <laughs> hey, you know guts, what? Man. That's, that's the reason why Arn, that is the reason why Arn stays strapped now, because he doesn't want to get stabbed again. Oh, Glock, Glock Anderson ain't playing with you. <laughs> Glock Anderson ain't playing. <laughs> hey, but you know what? This, this is one of them things, man. Look, I, I need... Look, I really... I don't want to say too much to me bad things about Tony Conga. He seemed like a really nice guy. I feel mm. like... I feel like, you know, he will fit well in the crew. Like, you know, back in the day, we had those house parties and whatnot. Yeah. I can see Tony in I the think corner, everybody right? would. I think everybody loves him personally. Uh, yeah, Likes like, him personally. You, you could, he feels like he like one of the family, right? So, but he needs to. Tony, you got to man up, man. You got to get Kenny, Phil in a room. And like, look, this match needs to happen. At, like, whenever, whatever their WrestleMania is. This is our WrestleMania match. CM Punk, Kenny Omega. What what do we need to do to get this match together for that for that match? I need it for the good of the company, and it's in the best interest of fans if this happens. Let's figure this out right now. Like right, I don't know what the legalities are, the lawyers. Let's figure it out on both sides because at the end of the day. You know, we all grown men here to make money and we're doing something we love, right? If we if you're truly a fan and you love this business, this is a match that needs to happen for our company. Let's go. That needs to happen. ASAP. Couldn't have said it better myself. Ditto. So collision. Really strong show. Uh Regina, figure your figure your life out. I don't know what the final attendance numbers were. Regina. But that was the show that it's Regina. I'm calling them Regina until they show up. Regina, figure <laughs> your life out. Until y'all can show that y'all can put more than 300 people in an arena for an AEW show, you are Regina and you are never getting another show. That Come was the show that Rewind. had an what issue with say? ticket sales. I don't know how many they end up selling. I'm sure they crossed a thousand. But you could hear that place was not packed at all. I'm sure that the camera angle we saw was everybody who was in the building. I'm sure it was probably nobody on the hard cam side. And it sucks. So that show was really, really strong. It was so that was good. a really, really good show for yep. to do it in front of like 50 people. I, I to be that. honest, I forgot about that because it didn't seem like a show that was lacking attendance. Which is good. I, that means yeah, that yeah. means production did their thing. Yep. For sure. So this is what I had to ask you guys. And of course, we'll talk about some of the matches. When you watch Collision, it does not or or let me ask this first. Does it feel like dynamite to you two at all? No. No. Man, I gotta I, I'm sorry, Matt. I gotta hijack your question, man. Hey, put it on pause for a second, write it down, man. I gotta say that I think that dynamite is like the worst show on mm. wrestling right now. Damn. Especially Over Rampage? I don't. I, I don't even watch Rampage. That might be the okay. best show. I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't know who. Like, I'm. I'm not. Hey, no, it's, it's crazy you that say show. that because when they yeah, announced on Collision, good. when they announced on Collision uh, this week that they had to postpone Willow and Athena, and, Athena. and I was really looking forward to that match. I was like, damn, they canceled it for me because I ain't watching Rampage. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, it That's might. I watch. It might as well not have happened. Might as well not have happened. But <laughs> because that Dynamite show. It just wasn't a good show. What? Let me tell you something. It wasn't Whoa. a good show. It was MJF Adam Cole. Oh, this is when I wish the sound. Let me try this the soundboard again. Show. I'm sure it ain't working. No, this is when this is when I wish I had access to the soundboard because That's that wasn't good. Show. And let me tell you something. If I watch, if I see Swerve Scott lose again on my TV, it's gonna be a problem. 
Oh well, yeah. then don't watch don't watch uh Dynamite. Oh no, he he. I don't know. He should beat Nick Wayne. Maybe maybe not. That was a good it show, was, man. It was you, it was a horrible show. And let me and then you you just say, but you but you also don't like WrestleMania Night Two because of one finish either. <laughs> to be know, fair, it's, it's, to it's, be it's fair. No, yeah, that would a horrible ending to a to a, to a show. And it, and it wasn't wasn't the uh, Strickland's match was first, wasn't that the opener? First, or no. Thing. So then you got this whole you got this whole promo that uh, that Darby Allen comes out and cuts on Keith Lee, and Keith Lee is all shucking and shucking and jiving and smiling. And he talked like, "Yo, bro, you better be serious, man. You better stop acting like an asshole and come out here and act like you care, because if not, you're gonna lose, right?" And that's exactly what his old shucking and jiving ass did they couldn't wow. figure it out and here comes shane hey my, my boy my, my boy done lost again i'm i'm tired of it i have no idea what the point of these blind eliminator I, I i have no idea what's going on why they exist why would i ever want to do it if i'm in a team why would i want to team with this random dude it's so much shit that doesn't make sense i don't care about these things that might be good the overall show it doesn't make sense guys it just doesn't and we gotta stop as that. wrestling fans we got to stop as wrestling fans excusing ridiculousness, right? And that's what I love about Collision, because the show makes sense from start to finish. We have some nice intro videos leading right into it. Uh, we got a nice little video package talking about CM Punk and, and Joe. So, that was incredible. Awesome show, show Collision. Dream show. I really enjoy after watching that garbage on Wednesday night. But go ahead. Sorry. No, so then you answered my question that you do feel like it feels completely different than Dynamite. Absolutely. Because when I watched today, I felt like this, but now we are four episodes in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would love to know who's producing Collision. Yes. Because Collision feels like, to me, a completely different promotion than what Dynamite is. And I nowhere near feel as strong about Dynamite not being good as E. I thought this past Wednesday, I was highly entertained. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to bring up the MJF, Adam Cole stuff. But when you watch it, there is a flow and there is a slower pace to the show that makes perfect sense. You get a, a promo, you get a promo, you get a match that has time to breathe and live. You come out of that, you typically get a recap, you get a promo, and we're on to the next thing. Like, I understand everything that is happening. You're giving me story to it. You're giving me backstory to it. You're telling me why I should care about X, Y, Z. And when I was watching, I was like, man, like, I, I really wonder, even something down to the small detail of one of my biggest pet peeves when AEW first started, and I think Ring of Honor did it, Indies do it, is intro music, entrance music for the wrestlers. You go into the entrance music, and then you immediately cut to the next wrestler so you're not turning the volume down you're not letting the moment breathe it could be the biggest star in the world you go from one music you immediately go to the next that's not how you do it you want to build up a little bit of that suspense let it breathe a little bit maybe the crowd starts chanting whatever the case may be and they they've started doing it a little bit on dynamite but they do it on collision joe's music hits cool we turn joe's off we get about four seconds five seconds before cm punk's music hits that is how you build to this is a big moment. This matters. It's not just boom, boom, boom. Hey, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, so I, I just wonder, because when I was watching the show, I was like, man, I would love to know who's producing it. And I would love to know how we came up with some of these ideas. Is it 
hey, let's do the opposite of what dynamite is. <laughs> no, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that to be me. Well, I'm but, saying but no, no, but no, you're right. No, because yeah, because dynamite is dynamite, right? We yeah. have our we have our install base. Dynamite is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dynamite is not like dynamite is failing. Dynamite, dynamite is working. Okay, now we have yeah. a second show. We yeah. have a chance to do something completely different. So is that what they did? Did they say, all right, well, let's see. If we go 100 miles an hour on dynamite, let's go 50 miles an hour on commercial. There we go. Hey, if we don't do any video packages but one, hey, let's do a video package after every match on collision. I, mm-hmm. I just wonder. I, I just really, really would wonder what that looks like. Because I feel like with dynamite, dynamite is what AW was. Year one. Mm-hmm. Collision feels like to me what AEW should be now. Mm. You got years, you know the TV game much more, you know I hopefully patterns of things. Okay, this mm. is what the new presentation is. So that was kind of my thoughts, but I thought I thought the show was strong. Um we came for CM Punk Samoa Joe. Can't speak Holy for you. Yeah. Uh, when what did and, we get? What did we get? We left with bullet. Club Gold and FTR killing the game. Bargain Man. Walmart. What is it called? Bar- bargain Club. <laughs> Great Value Club. <laughs> Great Value Club showed out. Whoa. Boy, you oh knew, boy. You knew, it, you knew it was something um, when Rock Hard was letting off those gunshots in the beginning of the match. He just kept going and going and going. <laughs> man, like, oh, man. I, man, mm-hmm. oh, man. Uh, I was a little not turned off. I was a little like, uh, when they announced after the match, we're getting two out of three falls next week. I think that's too Why? much too soon. It's too much too soon. You just gave us a pay-per-view caliber co-main event type match, right? Numerous false finishes, yeah. numerous close calls, numerous tag breakups. We're doing all that. We're doing all that. And then immediately you're doubling down literally next week and saying, all right, let's do two out of three falls. Like, give me a few weeks between that and show me video packages on that like have the bullet club gold come out talk that shit about like we just beat the best tag team like they, <laughs> they can't touch us and then let's get to this but i will give uh if you want to do 20 con aw i'm going to give them some credit since collision has started you can tell they have a plan these shows are mapped out you may not like what's on dynamite but it maps dynamite Rampage, Collision, now we got Battle of the Belts. Everything makes sense. You just look at the matches, you go, oh, they got this mapped out. None of this is two weeks ago, we just figured out what our main event is going to be on this show. It all it all wraps in and it all goes the way it should. Uh, but I, I thought that match was great. Probably the match of the week, right? Would you guys say FTR agree. and Bullet Club Glow was the match of the week? And I, Yes, to answer the question. And I was happy that it did have time to breathe because on Dynamite, we probably would not have gotten that because it would have been quick, 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 and let's go get out of here. Um, that match, I don't know, was it like a, a 12-minute match? I think it was longer but, than that. I, I, meant, mean, I meant to time it. Do you know yeah. what it was, E? Was it closer to 20 minutes? It was pretty – I mean, the the show itself, like, they gave a lot of time to those matches, not just that tag team match. Joe and Punk had a, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um as we said, and as you so eloquently said, is that they give a lot of time to the main matches on that. Uh, so to answer the question, I'm not sure exactly 20 minutes, but it, it was it was for a while. Because I was at I was at a point I was like, oh, they're going with the the time limit finish on this mm-hmm. one. It was so many Got false it. finishes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, we mm-hmm. may be up against. It. I don't know if this one's a 20 minute, uh, or you know, an hour or whatever, 30 minutes. But I loved it, man. I I really really enjoyed it. Ishan, we have been talking, man, for months. 
that damn, I wish Switchblade would have went to WWE. Man, they are misusing Switchblade and AEW. Since Punk has been back, since we've had Collision, they've completely done, I feel like, a 180 on his presentation, on how they're making him feel important. How much better are you feeling about Switchblade now than you were a month ago? About the same one, to be honest with you. Um, I think that what we're seeing, we're seeing him on Collision. And I think that the wrestlers on that show are just presented much more. It's just better. I don't, I, it's just hard. I, I like, I ain't trying to crap on Dynamite, but it seems like everything's better on that show. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about Switchblade, but, you know, I, I was thinking before the show started, I was like, damn, I wish QT would get away from Powerhouse Hobbs. You got and your What wish? happened on the show? You got well, your legit. There we go. <laughs> legit. Yep. I'm telling you guys, I'm not making yep. so I literally, when I'm turning Collision on, I said to myself, like, damn, I want Powerhouse Hobbs to get away from QT. It just doesn't fit. And what happens? Boom, he's away from him, right? So, yeah, you know, Switchblade is, is going to seem like he's presented better. But the problem wasn't Switchblade as a talent. I think Switchblade is phenomenal. I think I think he has more to show than what we've seen in AEW. The problem is that they had so many people with a similar skill set that I thought he would kind of blend in with the rest. Get lost? I didn't have a, yeah, that was the thing. And I thought that what he presented was unique and different to what we see on WWE TV, which would have made him stand out even more. Um, but I'm not surprised that we're seeing great matches from this guy or he or he doesn't come across like a star guy. I think he is. I just, I just worried. And, and what was happening is that he was getting kind of blended in with the other guys that are similar heights, similar style, similar matchup and everything. Um, but as we've seen on this collision show, it's a, it's a different focus and almost a different lens that these characters and stories are under, and it's great for him. So, Radiza, you really weren't high on Switchblade. You didn't really enjoy him too much in NJPW. You heard me bitching and moaning every single week when he debuted the week of WrestleMania in a, to me in a botched coming-out party or whatever you want to say. Do you feel any different over the last month with, with him now, or are you still in the – you can take him or leave him? Actually – I'm actually liking the guy. I love his interaction after the match when he met up with FTR in the back. I mean, I'm actually, I'm, I'm liking them. I really am. Like my whole vision of the Bullet Club Gold has changed. Now, again, is it because they have him winning more? They are putting him in this and making him look like he's a bigger, better star. Again, for me, the last time I saw Jay White was what, maybe two, three years ago before his debut back in Consistently. AW? Yeah, yeah, consistently. Yep. So my first time, first my first time seeing him for somebody I didn't really care for much at all was how he came running in. Like so again, that debut. What I talked about with the other with Karrion Cross and the Viking experiences. How did I feel? That was a bad omen for me. But I felt like with Collision, they have done something that they've struck gold on. And what I mean by that is that these people are no different than what they would have been on dynamite as far as them themselves and their wrestling ability, but they're just presented differently. And this just shows you And part of it. I think is still um, a honeymoon stage for it. I do believe part of it is still biased. It's something fresh is something different than what I'm seeing all the time on dynamite, but it is something that they are doing where you are, you are engaging and you are interested in everybody that's on the card. And because you are probably giving them more time, to, to, to tell a story in a match that I'm actually liking these guys. Um, that again, like I said, their interaction after it, kind of them giving passes. They're like, I already beat you. I already fought today. I'm not about to fight again. I mean, just down to like that. That's common sense stuff for me. So yes, I am actually liking Jay White more. I am feeling the bullet club gold. 
I was first shocked because they were like to me with rock hard kind of like a a comedy act almost because again they didn't make Jay White seem intense and important when he first debuted in my own um my own uh, opinion but mm-hmm. overall I just think that he's doing better in my eyes I'm more engaged and I'm actually liking him and his character but it's because of Collision and something that Collision does I just noticed this week do you guys notice that they put the wrestlers who's wrestling that week in the opening video package. I didn't pay attention to it like that. Yep. So like the first like 15, 20 seconds of it, like after it, I think it's like the same package, but like the first 15, 20 seconds after they do the pre-tape promos, mm-hmm. the wrestlers that are highlighted for so that cool. show. Yeah. And I noticed it because Scorpio sky was in it. And I was like, he wasn't in last week's promo package, but small details so, that go, that goes yep. a long way. It does. It and does. You know, Scor- see. Hey, real quick, hey, hey it's only yes. kind. If you need somebody to join that bulletproof uh bullet bullet club gold, Big Daddy. So we got King Switch, Rock Hard, Big Daddy. But those names all mixed together, don't they? It kind of fit, don't it? You know what I'm saying? They need like a third member. I want Big Daddy on the shirt. Come on, let's go, guys. This is why I wish I had my crickets. Ready hit the crickets on them. Uh what I was about to say before I, we start talking about bulletproof gold. It'd be like bulletproof like, silver. Like, It'd be like the knockoff of the bullet. Man, I'd be down with you. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. call yourself Big Dad. You got to figure out a new name. But no, we'll, no. we'll get it. It'd be something easy. You know how you get down with that. Uh, they set my boy Scorpio Sky up. So, E, you said <laughs> you said that they do everything right. They do not. That was a miss this this past week on Collision. Why did you have that match after that tag match? Mm-hmm. Put that match where the Julia Hart squash match was. Yeah. And you put Julia after that tag match. The Julia Hart match was only to get to the promo, the pre-tape promo <laughs> for Alistair and then or Malachi. Damn, I said Alistair. Malachi and then uh, Andrade. That was that was the point of that match. Switch that around. Yeah. Scorpio comes out. You don't care more about Scorpio now than you did when that match happened. Oh wait, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the reason why. No, I, I was like, man, they're like he got no pop. No, there was just no people there to cheer for him. Because I was like, when Scorpio Sky first came out, I was like, yeah. there was crickets. That, that was really where you could tell the crowd was really light. And yeah. it wasn't because they were just gassed from the tag match. They would have popped for him. It just wasn't, wasn't yeah. a ton of people there. Hey, so, you know what? Hey, it's funny you say that. After that show was over, I'm like, damn, I thought Scorpio Sky was on this show. See? And I, and I realized, oh, I fast forward through it. See? <laughs> See? You See? ain't no good. You ain't no good. So... So yes, you you so so that was a miss. And I would love, I was watching that match. I would love to know what was the original plan for Action Andretti. In that match or in life? In the in the company. What do you guys think the original plan was? Because his trajectory right now was not the original plan. You do Mm -hmm. not have Jericho put him over on his first appearance on TV to do nothing with him. I don't I don't think he was injured. Maybe his plans changed, but there was no way Jericho was like, I like this guy. I'm going to put him over and make him, and then we're not going to do anything with him. We know that did not happen. He's young, right? Like really Oh, yeah, young, he's super young. He? Yeah. I mean, I, I told you guys from the start of this, man, I think that, look, this part of the problem with that company is that they get, they get a lot of input from a lot of wrestlers, right? But I don't think they have a great filter, right? I think that one of the few things that Vince gets right, he's a good filter. 
I don't think he's a good creative, but I think if you run something by him, he can tell you if it's, you know, if it's good or not, right? I don't think okay. he can come up with it on his own, but he can say if it's good or not. I, like I told you, action and action more so than Jay is a generic wrestler with a generic AEW moveset with a generic AEW look. There's nothing special about him that's different than anybody else they already have on that show. I had no idea where they were going with him. Why they went that far as far as they did, I don't he he seems like a, a ROH developmental talent to me. And he he seemed he seemed that way from day one. I never got it. I asked you guys like, hey, what do you see in him? But you but you would agree though that they had to have had a plan, right? Because like, okay, so I get I get your thoughts and I can understand why you say that. I'm a little bit more higher on him than you are. But for Jericho to, to put him over in his first match, there's no way they thought that about him. They had to have thought, like, okay, we got something with him. Here is the plan. Is it that maybe somebody else got hurt that he was supposed to feud with? And no, let me tell you something. Like, he was pulling Jer- the back burner? Jericho's a drinker. So they, one night he was drinking. He was feeling good. He saw action. He's like, oh, that guy right there, he's a big star. And he woke up the next morning and it's like, what the hell did I say yesterday? Shit, I guess we gotta do it. Damn, that's crazy. I would say this. I don't wanna I don't wanna be like that. So I'm gonna keep myself honest. The first few times I saw Action Andretti, I was sold. I was bought into him. I was like, this is a young guy. A lot of Dante Martin um vibes as far as just young spry guy. So I'm not gonna lie. I was I was big on him. How they presented him when he first got on. I think he was first like in a couple tags, and I think that's when he was down with Jericho at that point. Um, he had a match against Jericho, but I I liked it. I, I like what I saw from him. His style of wrestling is the style of wrestling that I like. So I'm not gonna act act like he ain't all that. I thought he was at the time, but like you said, to this point, he's kind of flatlined for me because again, what, what is it for him? There's just like, again, this is the problem. With having a lot of talent, you just don't. You, you have to have these stories, and everybody don't get a chance. So, and that's just how it is. But I liked the action Andretti when he first came out. I was, I, Who, he was. Who's the um, trio champions right now? Is that House of Black? H O B, baby. Come on now. Uh, okay, got to keep up. I wonder because you said Dante. I wonder if that was the original plan. It could have been. It was Top Flight and Andre and Andrade. Uh, Action Andretti as trio champs, and then yeah. Dante got injured, and now nah. he's back on the side. So top, top flight, top flight was in position as a, as a top team um, before Dante went. They, they were on uh, ROH feuding with the Kingdom because Darius had True. got hurt too, though. But well, at yeah, first, they were about to Dante was Dante when Darius first got hurt. Dante took off. Boom. No, Dante. Yeah, he showed it. Like when they put him in singles matches, his athleticism shine. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, they all have this high flying, risk taking style, right? And I think Dante, especially when he was single, he showed a higher level of that. That was very exciting. His athleticism, his jumps and dives, was something we hadn't seen, right? Um. So yeah, that was amazing. But action is he's a he's a high flying. He looks good. He has a great body, right? Handsome guy. He can talk. But he, he can talk. Remember, he, he cut a promo on right. Dynamite. No, he can. He cut a promo on Dynamite. I was like, whoa. He's pretty good mm. on the mic. And then he hasn't touched the mic since. Well, I don't know. I, I can't speak for it Rampage. Because it was average. I can't speak I for Rampage. You, I think you might have been drinking the same thing Chris Jericho was drinking when you saw that promo. Look, no, nah, I think not, I think and, you just fast forward through it and you don't remember it. So you can't really <laughs> no, speak no, about no. it anyway. Nah, I'm I, the tiebreaker. No, and look, and if not, see, I was going to let it go. I was gonna let it go. And he he now he had to bring up me drinking some Kool-Aid or something. I was yeah, gonna let it go. Drinking, no, no, he, this man, it. 
This man, when I'm talking about this man I'm looking at right now, Ishan, was so high on Scorpio Sky. So high on Scorpio Sky before he got hurt. Oh. You know, he you know he high on every you know he you know any you know he he high on him. He's so oh, high on him. He fast forward through his re debut, debut match on collision. He was so high on him that he, he found another wrestler just to jump on. Like he jumps from bandwagon to bandwagon. Like he can only like be hype on like three wrestlers at once. And I'm guessing like his three wrestler bandwagon is full. So now like Scorpio's thrown to the side. Now, here's the thing. Now, the, the, I didn't do it on purpose. I happened to be fast-forwarding, and it, that was in there. I didn't see it. It was a two-seg match, though. So you fast-forwarded through two commercials. I did. I was honestly, So here's the thing. I was trying to watch the show before this show. So I was trying to hurry up and see all the big moments and things. I just fast-forwarded through my mistake. But, yes, so what we're not going to do, because, see, I'm a better friend than Matt. I'm not going to tell you guys why I was so hyped. On Scorpio Sky and why he wasn't. Say, I'm not going to put him on blast like he was trying to do me. But no, Scorpio's my guy. I think Action will be better off, honestly, at NXT. Let that man go to NXT, right, so they can teach him. Yeah, he has athleticism and the the body of work, all those things. Let him learn some character development. Let him take some promo classes. Let him nurture and grow up in that environment, and he'll be great. Or or what I or what I would suggest is turn ROH to a similar style NXT. Wow. AEW has so many incredible minds that works backstage. Mm-hmm. Get those guys working the ROH tapings and get what you're saying. It is it is there, there for you. It's there for you. Like anybody who is such a ROH faithful that they can't get on board with that mentality and, and like if they did that, oh well. Sorry, that's what we're doing now with ROH. I'm not saying all of them to be, you know, developmental matches or, you know, developmental people, but you have a process that you can do now. You're not running house shows. That came and gone because of collision. So there is nowhere else for these guys. You don't have a performance center. You got to get reps in. Yeah, so you got to get reps somehow, some way. ROH is a perfect place to do it. But I digress. We, 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 We talked about that before. Uh, anything else off of Collision you guys want to talk about before I bring up what I think is I wanted to have some hyperbole and say the best segment in AEW history. I'll drop it down to top five segment in history. But anything else from Collision before we get to Adam Cole, the MJF from Dynamite? One thing that I just had an aha moment on besides Action and Dreddy. Everybody that I've seen on Collision, and I've been pretty um, in the moment watching Collisions since it's been out, they all come with a level of confidence. And I wonder if that is another thing of what we see and feel when we watch the matches. Because one, it gives you time to tell that story because you've been doing this. It's confidence and, and experience, and you, you see it. And I... I I think that's what I'm getting off of collision. Why I feel like the quality of the matches, because there's some matches that's slower and you know, I don't really care for slow matches that I would still say, Oh, that was a really good match. That's a really great match. I think it has something to do with the confidence and the experience of the people that I'm seeing on collision and they're comfortable in themselves. Well, Isha, I go ahead and take that. I'm pulling up something and, uh, cause you're onto something. But if you got something, Ishan, I'm actually pulling something up right now. Uh, no, I, I, I see what you're saying, Rhodesia. But um, one thing I, I wanted to say, I, I wrote a note 
forgot to mention it. I like Punk's interview in the in the open. I like how he it wasn't a traditional in the ring promo. I liked how he was outside <laughs> with I guess the five hundred people that was at the show. Three hundred of his of his closest warm personal friends. <laughs> like right, like he's out there in the crowd doing a promo. I, I like that. I don't think I've actually seen that, at least not in recent memory. Um, them doing a promo actually at in ringside, so up and intimate with the with the crowd. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It's overall a good show. I like what they're doing with that show. You know what I like too about that? They didn't give away his pop for his uh, theme song, which is why oh, snaps. He, this, this, which is why he didn't come out to his theme song. You saved oh, that pop snaps. for his match. Yep, yep. that was perfect. That. You're right. That's yeah. perfect. They didn't they, they didn't play it in the intro. They didn't play it when he left either. And I was like, yep, wow. that's very very smart. Um, before you say what you got to say too, Matt, watching that opening video, 18 years later, like, again, it goes back to how much respect mm-hmm. I have for these wrestlers. And again, you know how yep. I feel about CM Punk, yep. but that's still beside the point. Like, this is 18 years later. And the, and the cool, and I know they have our, they own ROH, so they're able to show those video packages also too. But just seeing it, doing something and being great at it, that's that demanding on your body physically 18 years later. What'd you guys think of that Paul match? Cause we, we kind of skipped over it. We, we you know, we gave the tag match their flowers, but we didn't talk about the main event at all. I, I thought it was think? a really solid match. Again, that FTR match just, it just superseded kind of my whole train of thinking at that moment, but it was still a really solid, good match. I don't have any complaints about it, but the FTR is so to so. Good match. And at the end, y'all was kind of, you know, with the handshake, <laughs> I'm like, Joe, I, Joe I, said, "Nah, man." I was news. No, Joe nah, was going to jump him, right? But then, you know, it went on so long. Like, I was like, I guess maybe he not, right? And then when he finally shook hands, like, oh, here it come, boom, <laughs> pass him out. <laughs> so, Radija, what I was trying to pull up, maybe I'll pull this up. I was going to do try to do a quick percentage, and I may get a little backlash from this. Uh oh. I, I think the majority of people that we see on Collision. Mm-hmm. Or over has been name. has been in WWE previously, <laughs> and then, then there you go. They've worked they've worked at a very high level in other places. Then there you go. Think about who you said you said it comes with a professionalism. They just know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a confidence. Miro, Andrade, Malachi, Buddy, Punk, Joe, FTR. So then, okay, so like those are those are your biggest WWE names, probably Ruby. Mm-hmm. So then you go, okay, who else has done this at a high, high level elsewhere? Switchblade. Mm. Uh, Starks has done some things at a high level. Uh, Tony Storm. Mm. She was on the show. She was on the match. Um, Scorpio Sky. You know how he was he was putting in work in ROH for a very long time. Before he got to AEW, everybody there has done this for a very long time. They're 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 kind of like veterans, so they know what works. They know what works. They know what don't work. They're not moving a million miles per hour. Mm-hmm. They're letting things breathe, just like that handshake. The crowd is chanting for Owen. Younger talent would have stepped on that because I got to get the handshake in to go into the chokehold. They would have stepped on it. I think think it was, I think, I think it was Joe who pointed at the crowd. They started the Owen Hart chant. Let that crowd give you the Owen Hart chant. Take it in. Don't step on it. Cause this is the Owen Hart tournament. Crowd starts dying down a little bit. All right, now let's do the handshake and let's, let's do our business. 
if it's somebody who doesn't know the little small, you know, details on that, oh, no, we're doing a handshake and then, then we're doing the, the post-match beatdown. We got to get to it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then you don't get that moment. How many, how many matches on Collision, and this could just be down to the producer, how many matches on Collision do we get replays of during the match? I don't know. Every match. Because they're not moving so fast that we can dissect and take in what they're doing. And Every single match on Collision. Right. Correct. Where that doesn't happen often on, on Dynamite. No, because you you about to because you like what screen do I look at? Do I look at what I thought I just saw, or do I look at what's about to happen now, live action? And it could right. just be once again, it could just be who's producing it. It may not be that we're being told to go so fast on Dynamite. It could be that hey, we know if we move this fast, if we put this much in the show, it's going to work in terms of viewership. And maybe that mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. But that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier with, with producing. Uh, let's so then let's talk about the, the MJF Michael Cole Michael Cole wow Adam Cole <laughs> segment from Dynamite. Forbidden I still want to say I'm gonna just say one of the best segments AEW's ever produced. I do I honestly in my heart of hearts I had a smile on my face one throughout the entire match and the final you know whatever it was ten minute twelve minute birthday celebration piece MJF through Adam Cole. Ishan, I got to start with you because you, you started our AEW talk dogging out Dynamite. Dynamite is a horrible show. It's the worst thing since NXT 2.0 that you've ever seen, et cetera, et cetera. Are you telling me you were not entertained at the highest level with that segment? Hey, that was one diamond in a turd. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll say, because if you hating on that, then now, now you just hating. No, or I you fast forwarded. I, I texted you about that segment. What are you talking about? What'd you say? I don't remember. Talk about. I was like, you see that segment? Did we did talk I, about it? I, yeah. Then I, I don't I think so. The clip. I don't think so. No. Oh, maybe it's the other Matt. <laughs> 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 so l- let's talk about it, guys. I think, um, and you know, I sent a tweet out, and I said, I think I said, I'm, you know, very sports entertained or something like that. Um, that one, that that is what I want more from AEW storytelling. But damn, anything you give MJF, man, he you know, typically there's that saying of jack of all trades, uh jack of all trades, master of none. He's just a jack of all trades. Take out the master of none piece. It feels like anything you need him to do or you want him to do, he clears it. And and of course Adam Cole did his piece too. He did his part. But man, I thought that was just some of the the best AEW TV I've seen in a long 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 time. I'm telling you, when you saw like the the good guy come to a common ground with the bad guy when they said Tony Schiavone together, <laughs> and then you see good guy like, oh shit, I'm really not much different than this guy here. Oh Tell fuck, what, that, what does that mean? Yeah, does that mean I'm bad too, or, or does that mean he's good? Like that right there to me was classic. Completely classic, and then of course how the match ended too. But just that Tony Schiavone, <laughs> like that was that was perfect because I popped so hard on that beautiful writing. Yes, it was really well produced from top to bottom, right? Like it, the music, cuts, everything. It was really really well produced. And Matt, you got to start giving my boy Cole some, not Michael, but Adam, some props, <laughs> man. Because you know which what I'm part? Saying? Like which part? 
the entire part, man, because like there's no yes, MJF starred in that, right? And he's just he's just a great talent, right? He's just great comedic timing, he's just an entertaining guy overall. But Adam played a, the straight guy really, really real, really, really well, right? Um, and then, like you said, the the moment they shared about Tony Giovanni was like the the timing of it. <laughs> yep, the facials afterwards. Just as Rhodesia uh, described about like he's trying, he's probably conflicted. Like man, like well, I guess we are similar. <laughs> like right, this was really good. But MJF, man, he, he just you know, and that's one of the things. Like, look, I guess he's trying to be, I guess he's trying to be in uh, a butthole, but he seems very likable. Right? <laughs> like he was like, I think he's trying to be like the yeah, I he's trying to be like the the bad guy, but he just seemed like a really likable, funny dude that was just trying to crack a bad joke about the bad guy. And it was funny because he he almost cracked Cole too. If you saw the <laughs> smile Cole had on his face, like you could tell, like he was about to crack. And he's like, "Look, man, it's not nice for you to talk about people like that." And he and then also, are, and are we gonna talk about like Cole allegedly repping? How much was he pushing? Was that two twenty two forty five <laughs> yes. or three forty five on a on a on a bench press? Like, come on, Cole. No, what you what you said in the beginning is what you did. He's like, I just did an hour cardio. It's like, yep, you did that. I I believe <laughs> you did the hour cardio. You pushed in three forty five, maybe not so much, but even that was fantastic. MJF looking at him like, oh my god, he's, damn, he's he, doing he can it. do that. He can do that. <laughs> so like the 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 gym promo was incredible. You had the match. <laughs> And then you had the, the segment afterwards with the birthday thing <laughs> where, E, to your point, MJF is the good guy right now. Like, mm-hmm. looking to the camera, I'll, watch this. I'm going to push his you know, face into the face cake. The Not cake. because I'm a heel and then they hit him with a low blow and walk out. No, this is this is what we do to our friends, right? It's a, it's a birthday party. Like, you're, you're going to get the cake to the face. And then for Cole to switch it over and then Cole to say, no, I really appreciate it. And then the MJF to have that look on his face like, that's really cool. That wasn't a look like I got him. That wasn't a look like he's falling for it. That was a look of, man, like that was cool that he said that he appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now let's uh let's get into TFW storyline booking. Okay. Ishan, how, how does this end? How do we get to, if we get to, Adam Cole, MJF, how does this storyline finish? I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I feel like it's going to end predictably, right? It's going to end with, you know, like them becoming friends. Okay. Right? MJF double-crossing Adam. Then we get the match at whatever show that's going to be six hours for us to watch. Mm -hmm. Some other, like, six-hour show we got to watch. Do you think it ends as quick as All In? Are you saying you think it goes that quick? Well, we gotta get we gotta get to. We, hopefully, they don't move too fast through the story, right? I'm, I'm not asking for a bloodline story, but they gotta get to the point to where they become friends. And when MJF finally turns, actually means something, right? Because if, mm-hmm. if it happens too quickly, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but Correct. I don't know. Correct. I, I, I don't know how long this thing goes and when the next thing comes up that they can do a match. That might be the question. Well, they announced on Collision. We got the Blind Eliminator. Uh, Second round this Wednesday, it's him and Cole against uh, Brian Page and another big Brian guy. Page from um, Brian, Brian Cage and Cage. Um, Cassidy. Cassidy. Yep. And uh, Big Bill. Okay. So we got Big Bill and Brian Cage against. So that's this week. Upcoming. 
Got you. No, I wasn't. I was trying to um, correct you. Be a dick. I was. I actually. The this this eliminator thing is so confusing to me. I have no idea who's <laughs> in these matches. I'm serious. I have no idea what's going on. I can call it exterminator, but it's not the exterminator. It's the eliminator. Man, I know what you're gonna say, so I'm just gonna make up something right now. I no, I mean, see, if that you know, why is that what you think? No, because I because I wouldn't have thought about it until I heard you oh, say well, it. No, then then what yeah. do you think? I, I never thought about it because after I heard what you said earlier, I was like, okay, I see you going that way. But I'm gonna have to book it because you call it the TFW time to book. I'm gonna say they're gonna go all the way. They're gonna win the eliminator, and they're not gonna win the tag, tag championships. That's when it's gonna end. So how soon will this happen? I think all in, all out might be a little too soon, as far as them. But no, I guess not. I mean, if you look at the eliminator itself, it should be wrapping up in the next few weeks. So yep. yeah, I mean, so I would say the turn will happen by all in, all out, and they'll still have a couple of months of going in the program with each other. Got it. Okay. My initial thought was, and it still probably is going to happen. I think what what you two said is probably the most predictable thing to happen. Not necessarily that, oh, it's predictable, so it's going to happen. But if we were betting, if it was betting guys, those two options are probably what happens. And then we get to match it all in or all out because we haven't had a match yet announced. And I don't really think as of right now, there's not another storyline that feels worthy of an all-in main event. They're, they should be blowing off BCC and the Elite at Blood and Guts. So that should be done after this. It, Jericho's doing whatever he's doing. Looks like he's not attached to Sting, so we're not going to get that one-on-one match. So we still got – they only got – well, I guess they got over a month. So they, they still have time. But when I, when I was watching, and I told Rhodesia when I said I was like, I don't know if this is out here or not. This is what I would do, and this is what I hope happens. I hope we get a double turn with MJF and Adam Cole. I hope MJF goes face. I hope Adam Cole goes heel. And it's because of each other that it happens. The story they were telling in that match was MJF was trying to get Adam Cole to cheat. He didn't want to cheat. Then Adam Cole cheated a couple times. What if Adam Cole's like, man, this feels kind of good. I forgot mm-hmm. like what this feels like. MJF saw a good guy at the gym. Pushing reps that he's like, oh, I thought this guy was just a little skinny dude. Like, I didn't know he could push that. Birthday party. He said, thanks. Man, that's really cool. Those are good guy tendencies. I would do some type of double turn where now Cole's the heel, MJF's the face, because we know, once again, we don't want to boo MJF. We don't want to boo MJF. I think it is perfect timing to coincide with the main event of Collision next week if you don't include the two out of three falls match. So they may be putting that on Battle of the Belts. I don't know how they're going to work that. It's CM Punk versus, um, what's his name? Help me out. On Collision. Uh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. That is a perfect opportunity to do something in that match where maybe Punk cheats to win. I don't I don't see Starks going heel. You look like maybe Hobbs is, about to turn face, or maybe he just doesn't need anybody. We got to see how that plays out. 
But I think that's a perfect opportunity. Start planting seeds for a CM Punk heel turn. Okay, so now we got MJF as a face. We got CM Punk as a heel. We got all out in Chicago. Story writes itself. That is, if it was up to me, and now the world is all good. We've been banging this drum about MJF should have been face since last year's All Out. When he yeah. returned in Chicago. When he returned, yep. I said, you got to strike while the lightning is in the bottle because that response he got from that Chicago crowd was unreal. What are they they're not going to boo Punk. Okay. That's the fun part of it. So then what? Does Punk still get cheered in Chicago with a face MJF? Or yes. is it a situation where, okay, so then let's play that. And then Chicago is the only place where Punk's the face at. Because he has the bag. He keeps saying, until somebody comes to retrieve this, because I never lost it, I'm the champ. That don't sound like a face to me. It doesn't, no. So it, if, if that was to happen, I would be ecstatic. Does it happen? Yeah, Maybe not. I'm just yeah. hoping, man, like seriously, I'm just hoping that it is not what you said. I'm hoping we get through this match on Wednesday. We got to see this double clothesline because they were selling that in the match. Like, we didn't hit the double clothesline. We didn't hit the double clothesline. Okay, we get that this week. They win. I hope it's not what you said. Next week, MJF turns on them because we've seen that already. MJF turns yeah. on everybody. How great yeah. would it be where now it does not happen to MJF? I just think there's just so much me on the bone if you tell that story the right way. Now, Adam Cole is the most hated heel in the company. He's a legit hated heel if you turn on MJF, right? Yeah. And you're doing it evidently for some type of personal satisfaction. You didn't do it because, oh, he had it coming to him or anything like that. I just, I just think that that's a really, really fantastic story. What did you think about Bridge promo on that show? <sighs> All right, so then let's, I mean. I didn't see it. <laughs> Um, I'm asking for a reason. It ties into your cold thing. She's lost right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she's lost because she's lost. Yeah, it wasn't. A good, it wasn't a good promo, and that was the first not good promo I think she's cut in a while, right? Because she yep. hasn't really been cutting. Is she wasn't? She hasn't really been. She says she called herself the face of the division. She was for a good long time, right? But she wasn't for for quite a bit of Jamie's run as champion. And they've kind of put the spotlight on the misfits. Um, so when they gave her some mic time, she didn't really deliver. Um, going back to your point, I actually kind of like that that scenario. You know, I, I kind of like Adam Cole as a vicious heel. I kind of I think kind of fits him as a swarmy, sleazy guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what better way to have, you know, DMD by his side, right? King and queen of, of sleaze. Together again, pairing. You know, she's tearing up the women's division. He's tearing up the men's division. Like the king of queen, just nasty heel characters together. I think it might be interesting. That and then I'm going to assume that um, O'Reilly should be back soon from his neck surgery. You, you put them back together. I didn't know he was still under contract. Yeah. Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, he, he I thought... Out, yeah, he just went out with neck surgery. And I thought that he was done. Like, I thought he was done with AEW. No, you think about no, Bobby Fish. That's Bobby Fish. We're having a fish. Uh, can yeah, we, yeah, can yeah, we get yeah. Bobby back? Yeah. Hey, we got, hey, where's the lie? Yeah, where's the lie? <laughs> where's the lie, man? All right. 
Yeah, we can have that best. boxing match between him and uh, Punk on Collision. Yeah, he was asked for a, yeah, you know, he was asked for a boxing match. Like oh, a like a legit match. box. Okay, yeah. legit, real. Yeah. So he ain't, yeah. he ain't rocking with Punk. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I guess he could be the fifth member. Of the he's not. Of he's not welcome. Yeah, he's not welcomed into Collision because we know that's Punk show. So <laughs> the last thing I had for uh, Dynamite or just AEW in general, and you guys can take it if you got anything. Kenny Omega, stop teasing me. <laughs> Either give me that Kenny Omega that we saw at Forbidden Door and on Wednesday. That match he had with Yuta was off the charts good. Give me that guy or don't give me anything. Let me know when I turn my TV on, when I see Kenny Omega, what am I getting? The happy-go-lucky elite jokester, I'm over that now on Dynamite or Who wherever you he want? goes. Who you I want, you want the cleaner. You want I the want the guy that can put the company on his back at any given moment. Give me that guy every single time out. Don't need you doing death-defying moves and killing yourself, but just that serious tone, that hard-hitting tone. Give it to me. I like it. We got to somehow incorporate still the TFW moment of the week. I don't know if we're going to do it on the Sunday shows, but we got to talk about it because I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on that because my moment. Oh my gosh, was with Holly or Harley Cameron, and she <laughs> gonna come out with a rap video this this week on Dynamite. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. She called out the claim because I guess you know he wasn't rocking with her because he's gay. And that's cool, but I cannot wait to see this this music video. And I bet you this shit's gonna go hard. Like oh, it's gonna hard, be it's gonna be fire. Like hard, hard. It's gonna be fire. <laughs> it's gonna be better than anything Max Max Caster put out. <laughs> Where's my gunshot at? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fire. And you know the thing about Cameron too, like she's she's really, really pretty, like outside of TV. I'm, I know they're not trying to make her look ugly, but like if you like look at her, I mean she's been around for a while. But if you look at like her photos on Instagram or Twitter, and you look at her on TV, she damn near looks like a different person. When I saw her walk into her car when we left, was it dynamite or collision? collision. I was, or was it, it was, it was collision, yeah. I'm like, whoa, hold up, because you're right, completely different person. And again, she's not ugly on TV, people, but she was gorgeous when I yeah. saw her just in her regular makeup, if she even had on regular makeup. I'm glad you clar- clarified that, Rodisha. Well, if she had on makeup or not. No, she's not ugly. She's not ugly. She's not ugly at all. But no, I think maybe they're trying to make her look like this exaggerated does she have a East Coast accent? Because sometimes it sounds like she's also I can't get oh, her accent. Oh, no, yeah, she's she's doing like this like uh British accent at times. <laughs> it's like Yeah. No. But it's fun, whatever. Yeah. But I cool. cannot wait to see this rap video. I will be tuning in to Dynamite mainly to watch her rap video. He's disgusted. Look at him. He's <laughs> shaking his head. You got anything else, E? You want to hit on before we get out of here? No, we touched on everything. All right. So, uh, okay, last question. I'll let you guys go. So, this is the start of a new week. So, we got Raw. We got all the shows on deck. Okay. I'm going to assume you're joking, Rhodesia. When you say that's what you're most looking forward to. What you guys most looking forward to this week, wrestling-wise? Why do I got to be a clown? Am I a joke, sir? I'm about to say Roman right now. Yeah, because I'm sure Cameron is not what you're most looking forward to. Out of kind everything of. that you're going to see on TV this week, kind kind of. All right, this is well, why we don't do the moments of the week anymore. Yeah, why we yeah, don't you, do them. You, you stick with that, then. E, what are you looking forward to most? 
I mean, I mean, you know, of course, the bloodline. I want to see that continue. I mean, that's just so red hot right now, right? It was such entertaining television. I mean, we got like pretty much like hour of the bloodline on, on on SmackDown, didn't we? And we got yeah. everything else. Yeah. And I was okay with that, because right, because it's it's like a it's kind of like a sitcom right now. So I, I want to see more of that. I want to see where it goes, what the next steps are. For me, it's uh, Punk and Ricky Starks because. I know Punk's will do everything he can to make Starks look great. I'm interested to see what that finish looks like. And then it's Bianca versus Asuka. For the I forgot about that. Yeah, but I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, those are two things I'm most looking forward to yeah. this upcoming week. Yeah, All right, guys. That. Well, another show in the you books. You plug us. I don't think you plugged us today. Did I even did I even do the intro? No, you didn't because we didn't have intro music, remember? Yeah. And you tried to doom this whole thing before we even started. Remember my go. Independence Day tirade? Here we go. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. Episode 46 is what you just heard. You know Ishan was with us. You know Rhodesia was with us. And you know me, Matt. I was with you as well. Twitter, that's FNW. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. Follow us there. And uh, five-star reviews, guys. Please send us some reviews. Five we haven't gotten reviews yeah, in a while, actually. Like, it's been months. And we see the numbers. We know you guys are listening. If you have not left us a review on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, please do so. It helps us in the rankings from what they tell us. Okay, so there you go. There is our intro and our outro. There we go. See you guys on Wednesday. Have a great week.